Well, it's a pleasure and a privilege to welcome back Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., M.D., to MSU today. Sir, great to talk with you again. Great to be with you, Russ. It's been clear since you were introduced to the MSU community a little over a year ago at a Board of Trustees meeting in late May of 2019 that diversity, equity, and inclusion would be hallmarks of the Stanley presidency at MSU. And I can't recall when I've been more proud to be a Spartan than when your and Provost Sullivan's letter arrived in my inbox around 7 in the evening on May 29th, commenting on the horrific circumstances surrounding the killing of George Floyd. Could you summarize your feelings and commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and share your thoughts on where we are as a country related to race relations, and how do we once and for all get past this? Well, that's a... a such an important question, and thank you for bringing it up, and thank you for your comments. Um, we're really living during a time of profound hurt, frustration, and for many, a sense of deep disappointment and, and really despair uh, at the state of what's happening with Black Americans in our country. Um, the most recent, of course, being the inescapable images of George Floyd dying while a police officer knelt on their, his neck. Uh, and then you think about Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, and again, there's this feel, feeling of siege. And if you put this all in the backdrop of the devastation that the Black community and communities of color across the country have experienced from COVID-19, uh, the extraordinary job loss and unemployment, uh, and then the deaths, we're still at a stage where in Michigan, about 14% of our population is Black, and yet they constitute 40% of the deaths from COVID-19. So with all these things happening, um, our challenges with systemic racism have never been more important to deal with. And I think, as you said, when I came to MSU, one of my goals was to work to build an inclusive environment at Michigan State University, one that recognizes and respects all people with backgrounds and experiences. And we've tried to, you know, count, you know, not just say it, but work to work on it. So we've been, of course, doing uh, the, the work of a strategic plan for diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, one that focuses on actions and implementable plans to make a difference, harnessing all the programs that are going on across campus and bringing them together in ways that have metrics that allow us to be more effective in the resources we devote to this. We've talked about ways to improve our recruitment of students and particularly to change the success of students, to bring uh, all of our students higher, um, but to narrow gaps between black and white students, Hispanic and white students and graduation rates. Again, this is something we think is important to do as an institution. And then the appointment of a chief diversity officer who reports directly to the vice president, who's responsible for implementing the plan in diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, and again, convening people around the country in ways to, to around the campus rather, uh, in ways to make things better. And then as an institution, our ability to reach out and do extension. So I look at the work we've done in Flint, uh, where there's tremendous economic disparities. And I look at opportunities to expand that effort uh, and do it on a broader uh, base. Again, taking our efforts in extension and making them focus on issues that are important and disparities, particularly uh, health. So all these things are incredibly important. And again, it's such a difficult time for our country, but we need healing. We need people to come together and we need to have real plans for what we're going to do to address the problem of racism and the consequences for it for so many people in our nation. Yes. And, and little did we know, sir, also when you became president, that your infectious disease background would come in so handy with the pandemic arriving. Can you talk a bit about your background in this area and how it has informed many of your decisions? So, so this was really a, a a large part of the work I did in, in my uh, career as a faculty member uh, and uh, 
biomedical researcher. And I think uh, the focus was really, really on emerging infections and how one prepares for them and how one can develop ways to develop better immune responses that help protect people from disease. Um, so as I looked in and recognized that the new coronavirus outbreak was taking place in China, uh, I immediately began to pay attention and follow. Um, but I thought it would behave the way the previous episodes had, the SARS-CoV virus that came in the early 2000s, and then the Mideast Respiratory uh, Syndrome virus, MERS, which is related to SARS, but a little different, which has caused some devastating, low, low, low numbers of cases, but devastating uh, epidemics uh, in the Mideast region primarily, but also in Korea, with death rates around 34%. So these are two severe diseases, but both of them were controlled by public health measures, isolation of, and tracing of contact. Uh, and uh, led to ending of epidemics. That didn't take place, obviously, with uh, SARS coronavirus 2, the COVID-19 virus, as we call it, um, which spread rapidly from China around the world and now has really devastated the U.S. We are the largest site of the epidemic, the most number of cases, the highest numbers of deaths, and the most economic impact from this virus of any country on earth. Um, so we have a lot of work to do on this. I think the state uh, has done some good work. Michigan has done some good work in terms of reducing the number of cases, of getting us to a point where we safely can look at uh, reopening and going away from full shutdown, uh, lockdown orders. That's a good place to be, but there's still much to be done. And I think there's a lot of work, obviously, to be done on the research side. So at Michigan State, we've been doing work on developing better diagnostics. We're doing some work in therapy, particularly on the role of immune uh, therapy. So taking uh, antibodies from people who've had disease and transferring their serum to people who are experiencing disease currently with the goal of trying to protect them. Um, all of this kind of work is going on. Um, and at the same time, the important work towards a vaccine that would render all of us uh, safer uh, goes on as well. So it is, you know, kind of up my alley to some degree, but I also, you know, look at it now from a very different perspective than I did as an infectious disease practitioner um, because of my responsibility to Michigan State University and the help helping the state deal with this as well. And so that's been kind of the new perspective I've had on it. I'm catching up with Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., MD on MSU Today. And sir, you did recently announce that we are planning to reopen in the fall with students on campus with some restrictions, of course, and having the students leave at Thanksgiving. But how did you arrive at this decision and what are some of the next steps? So we, we convened a, a a large committee, a task force of about 32 individuals who represented a broad number of constituents on campus and, and asked them to kind of begin by answering the question whether we should consider reopening with students on campus or whether we should just continue to do what we did in, in the spring semester, which was provide uh, uh, instruction primarily uh, online and remotely to students. And I think as, and I asked them to consider a number of factors, but first and foremost, of course, was safety. And we had two physicians chair the committee just as so safety and health would be primary in the thinking about it. And as we did this, um, it became clear to us um, that we felt we could uh, find ways um, to bring students back in a responsible manner and find ways to mitigate risk. We can't completely uh, eliminate risk. Everybody understands that. I think we're not going to be able to do that. But again, as, as the state itself starts to open more uh, more completely, um, again, we've changed now to more openings, to retail opening, to rest some restaurants now being able to open the state of Michigan. The difference between what we might be planning on campus and what the state is allowing have really evaporated. And so really, I, the relative 
risk from being on campus versus being at home, but going out and doing some of these things starts to narrow a little bit. So with the fact that Michigan has done a great job, again, in lowering the number of cases, the cases have been on the downswing generally in the state, um, that made us more comfortable in looking at a plan that would allow us to safely bring students back. And so that's what we communicated. Uh, and we're really, and we had started before this, but we're really working hard to figure out how exactly we do this. Some things we still haven't completely figured out, but most things I think we have good plans for how we can do this. And President Stanley, many people are wondering about the status of college football returning as normal across the country this fall too. Any thoughts on that happening and what will be the factors you and your colleagues consider? So, so again, Russ, safety remains, you know, the, obviously an important consideration. Um, I think there's there's ways in which this can be done, and it involves you know frequent testing of players, and uh, you know making sure that they're free of COVID nineteen infection. It involves testing coaches and trainers as well. It involves physical distancing and so on. But making sure that people who come on the field um, don't show any evidence that they're infected with the virus is probably the, the fundamental component of doing this safely. Um, if you get to that, then I think you can play. Then the next question becomes, you know, what about people in the stands? And I think that'll depend a lot again on, on what the rulings are. It's, it's nice for football because you're outside. So that reduces risk. We know that. Um, we can spread people apart, you know, six feet, whatever the you know public health people feel is best. Uh, and I think you could have crowds and what you have to manage is is the actual entrance and exit from the stadium. That seems to me to be one of the most difficult things to manage. You know, we have these narrow, you have these tunnels people go through, you have, you know, corridors. And so how do you stagger arrivals so you can make it safer for people and reduce that kind of contact? But the critical thing, and something I should have, you know, I should emphasize again, as we talk about campus reopening and we talk about these events, is the wearing of masks. Um, that's something that we weren't so clear on in March, at least the CDC wasn't, how effective masks were. We now know they're pretty effective. So if you look at what we would be looking to do, having individuals who are coming to these events, having individuals who are coming back to campus, our expectation will be those people will be wearing masks. We think that goes a long way. The physical distancing of six feet goes a long way, but the mask wearing particularly goes a long way to reducing risk. And those would have to be a part of what we did. So maybe we could put 20% of our normal fans in the stadium. Maybe it's a lower number. Again, the state should will have some say in this and public health might have some input in this. But I would love to see football. I would love to see having some people in the stands um, as we approach the fall. And how concerned are you, sir, about the second wave that Dr. Fauci has almost guaranteed is coming and how that might impact the winter semester or spring semester coming up in 2021, maybe the men's college back, basketball season? Or is that just too far away right now? Russ, you're absolutely right to ask those questions. And I think um, it, I think there is certainly a possibility, as, as you talked about earlier when we talked about opening, that's why we made the decision to end in-person classes uh, at Thanksgiving. One, because of the probably there will be influenza in the community at the same time. So we wanted to take away that added burden of disease potentially for people to reduce the risk of that. Uh, and at the same time, um, it was about the possibility of a second wave because people had predicted that December um, could be the time for another wave of COVID-19, even after the work we've done. So for those reasons, that's why we changed it. Um, I think it's a little too soon to think about basketball. Again, I think you could find ways to have the teams play safely. I'm not sure how easy it would be to have spectators. Um, but my hope is the same things we learned from football and hopefully are successful with, we can apply to basketball going forward as well. Um, but um, we have to be prepared for anything. And we are prepared at any time to, as we did, last semester to move to purely online remote classes if we need to. Um, so we, we would do that if we had to. 
Well, President Stanley, really appreciate this update today. But And as, as circumstances do change daily, what would you like us to keep in mind as the summer progresses? And, and what are you looking forward to in the fall? So I'm, I'm very excited about you know the fall again, and I think uh, we'll be in some uncharted territory. And I appreciate people's patience. Um, you know, we won't have all the answers all the time, um, but we're doing our best again with the safety of students, health, and faculty paramount. And I again, I think people's patience and their as we go through this area is going to be important. And I think as given the circumstances we have right now, again in our country, I think again the opportunity to continue dialogue, to talk to each other, um, to maintain these lines of communication and empathy. I think to recognize that some people are experiencing things right now in, in ways that are different um, from that you may be experiencing, but understanding their perspective and what's, what's hit them and what they've had to undergo is very, very important in helping us deal with these critical issues we're facing currently. Well, President Stanley, thank you again for sharing your insights with me on MSU today. Russ, always a pleasure. Thank you. That's Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., MD, and you can keep abreast of all that he's working on at President dot msu dot edu and i'm russ white this is msu today